Good evening, gentlemen. How are you tonight? Doing good, Kamish. Ready to roll. Nice rainy night. It is a rainy, a thundery, and a very blustery, windy night. Fetch, what is it blowing in here? But another 28-round uh, draft master that is uh, apparently in uh, coming to a conclusion on this late Wednesday night as they are in the 27th round. Have you checked the board out? I looked at it our, earlier. Um, it, very interesting. Uh, saw some guys drop. Uh, Markel uh, Hardman dropped to the 12th, which in this format, been going in the ninth or 10th round in uh, most drafts. Well, you know, we put him in the paragraph tonight, Justin. And so naturally when the, when the MailChimp sends it out that says he ought to be a ninth-round pick, he's going to go later on that. It appears so. No, one, no one's taking your advice. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's Fetch is right. That player is, is an explosive player, and you would think, before the 12th round. Guys, football news today has been somewhat limited, but everything points to the fact that we've got an on-time football season coming to us in the national news uh, about the COVID-19 virus better all the time. Very, uh, a very conservative better all the time. Um, before we get started talking about football tonight, uh, you know, it's been a few days since we were last together in a podcast. I haven't talked to you guys at much length. Uh, how has either of your lives been uh, changing and how much time have you been able to put in uh, to paying attention to football? To me, it's it's one of those things you you always talk about all the things you would do when you have plenty of time, and it's almost <laughs> like I have too much time on my hands, Justin. I have no time. <laughs> I have been here than I have ever been. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, do not see that changing until things get a, a little bit back to normal. You know, all of us have a variety of responsibilities. Fetch with three girls, yours are older. Justin with three children, the oldest of which just turned 10. Uh, happy birthday once again, Jacob. You know, and, and uh, I'm sitting home with an ever-improving uh, mother who today I had to coax into uh, 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 the occupational therapy routine, and uh, I led the exercises, and she cussed me the whole way. And uh, Jim <laughs> Cole checked in with me and said, uh, your, your mother is uh, – is still kicking your butt, and I said, "Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really getting it on the uh, verbal side this week." But you know, no pain, no gain. So that made it a lot of fun. Um, there has been a tremendous amount of positive press coming from the NFL, starting with uh, uh, Mr. Kraft, who sent his plane over. Uh, was it China, guys, to collect a, a bunch of masks? And now the NFL has uh, has joined forces with. Uh, American Red Cross, and similar um, uh, similar uh, philanthropic uh, groups uh, to bring some uh, relief to the most affected areas. We looked around the country today, guys. If you're planning to travel to the KFFSC in August, now's the time, if you can swing it, to buy your ticket. Um, we saw some of the, uh, the, the best rates um, that you possibly uh, could see in air travel. And with, uh, with that in mind and, and with hope, and it just felt good to do something because uh, I spend so much of my time 
looking at the airfares and booking flights and planning. It just felt good to spend some money on something I was used to investing in myself with. So I booked my flight uh, September 9th to Las Vegas for this year's FFPC. And so I encourage everybody uh, to look at the rates and, and plan their trip to uh, uh, plan their trip to to Louisville uh, for our uh, for our 17th annual. Um, guys, let's go back to the draft board tonight. I trust now, Justin, you have it up. The folks, they, the, the, the thing that I noticed immediately is that Johnny Lincoln, who's been in several of, uh, several of these draft master formats, he got the number two pick tonight. And I guess that's about as close as he thought he was ever going to get to Michael Thomas. That's as early as we've seen the Saints receiver go, uh, at the number two pick. He came back. And it appears he picked another receiver with a second pick, Amari Cooper. I might have been tempted uh, to look at uh, one of my favorite running backs, Devin Singletary, at that late second-round pick. Uh, Johnny Lincoln, is he making a move that should be a good one, Fetch? I just like how he went after all his players. I've drafted with Johnny a couple times. He loves Emmanuel Sanders and Marvin Jones later. Um, so I think he went and got his guys at a different in, in a different spot, mixes his team up, and he has a lot of explosion there. I mean, he's got Damian Williams there in the fifth round. He got you know four receivers, three wide, uh, three running backs in his top seven, and then went after quarterback and tight end. So you can tell he's done this a couple times. That uh, he has a formula similar to FPI. You see what FPI always gets there running backs, wide receivers, then jumps into the quarterback and tight end fray. So, uh, again, you can see he has a strategy, and I think that's the most important thing you want going in. Justin, FPI has been in so many drafts. You've made some, you've made some good one-liners about that. Now, these guys, um, you can begin to see some trends of players that they are uh, targeting, but we have some traffic on the Facebook page, people that don't, play in the league that just were coming out of nowhere, making commentary about some of the teams. And uh, many of them commented to the fact that the home office boys in Marshall, Illinois were winning the drafts with some of their picks. Do you feel they won this one? They came out of the, they came out of the middle. To yes. The, they, came out of the sixth uh, they uh, along with Johnny Lincoln took rookie running backs, uh, not, not that early, but relatively early. Their, their second and third backs were rookies in the fifth and seventh rounds. So time will tell there. But they what, what they've done, uh, starting the 13th round with Tevin Coleman, Malcolm Brown, later on Chase Edmonds, and then DeAndre Washington, who just signed a new deal, uh, a one-year deal with the Chiefs. So these are uh, – we've seen all these players – as uh, cheap backups that in a draft master format, they really get their time to shine. They always put up a couple good games. So it's very balanced. They pay, they, you know, they pay up early for Kamara. They throw in some high upside rookies and then they just get those veteran backups that will play and will post good games. And they don't have to worry about starting the lineup. As we go to the end of the draft, the, these guys put in two young players, uh, both in uh, Los Angeles area schools that I absolutely love. Uh, Joshua Kelly at running back uh, out of UCLA was their 26th round pick, their 27th round pick, Michael Pittman from uh, USC, the wide receiver. And, you know, I, I begin to think that uh, any of those guys, either of those guys could put up points for them, especially late in the year. 
And then Lynn Bowden with the 28th pick is another rookie uh, rounding out their group. An interesting group for that. I was pleased that this uh, – we had some guys come back last week uh, or come into drafting for the first time last week. Uh, Bullet Bob Hogan was back in the group. But, you know, uh, and I'm looking for him, guys. Let's see what slide he went out of. But, you know, every draft is a lot more fun when you have Jason Kahn in it. Jason Kahn returned to the league uh, uh, for his first draft in here. And I'm looking for him. And uh, we'll have to figure out where he is. Uh, so someone with uh, a good idea at the bar has chosen a Jameson Sauer as their team name to come out of, uh, in, the, in the fourth pick. Um, and Travis Kelsey goes high there. And very, very little other tight end help. Fetch, when you're drafting in a, in a draft master and you draft an elite player, um, do you feel like leaving the rest of the field alone? I, I, you kind of have to. That's kind of the play. If you get a elite quarterback or tight end, um, you've got to push in that, you know, 8, 9, 10 and find another running back wide receiver as your X-type starter. So, yes, it's it's definitely the play if you get one of those uh, tight end wide, uh, quarterback two, three, four, it affects your mid-round draft picks. You going to do it much? I do not, no. I, I'd rather stay in the uh, – like an FPI who just, you know, hammers seven through 12 with his quarterbacks and tight ends. Justin, Fetch, uh, Hardman went later than we expected in this draft, 12th round pick. Where are the steals in our draft? Who are some guys that you just feel whether – a single digit round or a double digit round or even after the 20th, who is just a real steal. Well, I like seeing uh, Madison, Alexander Madison, running back go in the 13th. Uh, Jim, Tevin Coleman also in the 13th. Uh, NBC Sports really something today about Aaron Kennedy, third down back this year, really healthy for the 49ers, and he didn't go until the 22nd. It's speculative of their back It's costing nothing. So I like those later running backs that have a chance to have a serious workload. I look at the wide receiver position, Farrell. Uh, before his injury, Preston Williams looked like he could be a breakout guy. He went in the 16th round tonight. I've seen him go as high as 11 and 12. And uh, Kenny still, still, you know, going down the way he was in the 18th round. I mean, wow. he's the number two in Houston, and I – just got to believe that offense. And there's so many catches out there um, because um, DeAndre Hopkins is gone. And Will Fuller has just not shown the ability to play 16 games in a year. Corey Davis in the 20th, Larry Fitzgerald in the 18th, Tyrell Wood is in the 19th. These are guys that can score for you, fellas. Definitely, yes. That's why I said the wide receiver position, especially in that. 18 through 21, yes. There's just a lot of them out there. Kiki Kute in the 26th round. You think Kiki with his battled body is through the fetch, or you think he's got points to score? Uh, they brought in Randall Cobb for a reason. So I think um, the hope for Kiki Kute, coaches at some point, you know, we always talk about ability and availability so important and he just doesn't seem to understand that fetch the guys have done nothing for a reason this offseason 
<laughs> well, guys, you know, we're having and maybe some of our problems with uh, continuity in our communication tonight is weather related. And maybe we're all having the Bill O'Brien hex. But, you know, we've got something that we plan that I want to talk about tonight. I shared it with you guys earlier. We are looking at uh, 2020 being without the Kentucky Derby, a big weekend uh, for the city of Louisville. And everyone who knows someone from Louisville shares the experience of the Derby. We've had some great derbies over the years. Fess, you got your favorite derby story of all time? Um, I don't know if uh, I'm able to tell that one. Oh, my God. It was after hours derby story. Justin, <laughs> did you see where he went uh, immediately with that? I think I uh, remember hearing that at one of our Monday night game watch parties. Oh, an inebriated Brendan Bergen gave a very, very stylized representation. That, that, of that was not a derby day. That was a day at Churchill. That was not a derby day. I see. That was sort of a warm-up fetch. In other <laughs> yeah, words, yeah. what you're telling us is your debauchery has to go through like a practice round. Is that what and you're saying? We, we had some Taylor Boulevard from the people from Louisville mm. understand what establishments are there and everything. I, I do... Derby wise, I have some hooch in the uh, infield stories and stuff, but uh, I'm sure all young people from Louisville understand that uh, what happens at Derby when you're younger sometimes has to be left there. Justin, what about you, buddy? No, you know, I've actually never been. Crazy. I know, but Crazy. I want to do it right, and doing it right is expensive. So, <laughs> well, you know, I thought that too, and I've been just about every way that you could go. I've been to Millionaire's Row. I've been to the infield. I've sat in the grandstands. What came down to a uh, what came down to the best summary I can give about it is is you have people come in from around the country to come and spend time with you at the Derby, and then then they come, if the weather's right, if it's a day like it was today, absolutely beautiful, then you've made the best move you'll ever make in your life. And if it's rainy and fifty degrees, you'll say, "What in the hell am I doing here?" But either way, you know, you can claim that you've been, and that's always important. And now we've got to come up with a plan to get you out there, Justin. But, you know, guys, with no derby this year, uh, we wanted to come at the KFFSC and offer an alternative, and we've come up with it. We're going to have a Run to Daylight Derby Week Draft Contest. We are uh, uh, capping it at 96 teams with a $5,000 Grand prize, 12 team divisions, eight teams, 32 teams advancing to the championship in week 14 of the NFL season. So it will run just like our uh, main event championship does. And guys, I'm hoping that each of you will come out and take a team or two in it. The our uh, core drafters will uh, take more than one or two. And uh, there should be enough room for everybody that wants to play. And this will be a managed league. Uh, this, it will not have a wild card element, uh, but we believe that the best teams, uh, the, the four teams that qualify for the divisional playoffs, will be the best teams uh, to in a 96-team uh, field to to make it into the playoffs. So we'll we'll be dealing with 33% of our league that make it to the playoffs that have a shot at that $5,000. Uh, the champion of each division, $750 and the runner-up, $250. And and so there will be no card involved. Honestly, we want to event and have you players' efforts put in the main event. But if you've got one of those teams that's in the top 32, 
you'll want to make a run at our $5,000. This draft will begin immediately after the conclusion of this year's NFL draft and run through the Sunday after what would have been uh, Derby Day. Fetch, how many teams can I mark you down for? Six? Very good, Fetch. Nice. <laughs> I'll get you in all six. Justin, how many are you coming in for? You better we'll see what, the, what time they're scheduled so I can manage all this. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, yeah, you may have to lock out some time for you. And there will be uh, – they'll be easy to find because the uh, divisional names uh, will all feature some sort of name related uh, to the Derby and to that weekend. We'll have to think of uh, – now that Fetch has, has brought Taylor Boulevard into the uh, equation, we might have to think of a name. But um, – it uh, will be real easy to find, and, and we'll move players around, uh, just just join them, and we'll move players into the right time uh, elements if, if you have a change in schedule. Uh, we, I don't expect us to be very fluid with our times, but if one does not sell uh, midweek or something like that, does not sell, we might move one to the weekend. But be it said, we hope to get 96 teams involved in this, where we can stick with our uh, $5,000 uh, grand prize. So something to look forward to. Uh, it won't replace the Kentucky Derby experience, but it will keep, at least from the KFFSC standpoint, everyone's eyes on Louisville through, uh, through Derby weekend. Uh, the exciting thing to me, Farrell, is the draft is going to have so much coverage and there's so much anticipation because – we're just, I mean, we have this need for football and sports. So I see just, you know, everybody just digging deep in what they see about these rookies and how it's going to affect teams. And then we're just going to be able to roll that into that week and draft. Uh, I think you'll see some really prepared guys just because besides weather, what's going to take you away from that NFL draft that weekend? Uh, nothing on TV, I'm sure. I hadn't thought about that, Justin. We may be looking at one of the highest-rated television programs in, in quite a while here. Yeah, I, I, I think we absolutely will. I mean, the NBA is thinking about putting another horse game together. <laughs> I'm sure the NFL is going to come out with some sort of trick shot field goal competition. <laughs> they were starving. No one can make an ordinary field goal, so maybe you'll have a uh, – Maybe you'll have some trick fill go working. Um, can you put Can you put Justin on the, some kind of Zoom on the website as he drafts and works at the same time? You, you know, the, McCord is one of the greatest multitaskers that uh, that you'll that you'll ever want to see. So yeah, that could that could probably happen. Um, guys, have you done too many draft masters to get back into drafting for a managed league? And how does your mindset? and strategy really differ? I think the biggest thing, uh, you drop down a little bit on the upside type players. Markel Hardman, great in the draft masters. I may not be as, as high on him in the regular season because guys like that with KC, it's just so hard to know when they're going to have their big week. Also, the difference that, that tight end and quarterback situation is so much different in the draft masters compared to the redraft leagues. Justin, yeah. uh, it's been a couple weeks, and I kind of want to ask this as a group question to fetch because I don't want anybody to accuse me of picking on it. But uh, I, I just want to know. Justin wants to know too, Fitch. He doesn't. He's not really aware of it, but he does want okay. to know. 
after this two week period, since we've really talked about it in length, are you any more comfortable with Philip Rivers leading your beloved Colts? I'm not more comfortable. I mean, it, it is good to know that the, the relationship Reich has with him, which means I guess he feels like he's confident he can still do it. But that's been a few years back, and I, I worry about the athleticism. Not that Philip was ever a great athlete, but just the, the, the quick, quick twitch type stuff to get rid of the ball when guys are after you. So I, I it's a stopgap thing. So as a Colts fan, I know it's a, only a year or two at most, and hopefully it'll work out to uh, mediocrity the way they've been the last few years, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to say without seeing the schedule, but let, let's let's look at last year. Fetch, if we, if we tossed out Brissett and we put Rivers in that position last year, how many more wins do you think it equates to? I really don't think it does. I mean, I, that, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think maybe one. Yeah, it's it's not a huge difference maker. A huge difference maker always exists when you question the quarterback that's getting the ball to the talented receiver. Now, I'm looking at the board, guys, and I'm wondering, is there any more talented, highly drafted receiver than Cortland Sutton and the quarterback combo? Cortland Sutton is going in the fourth round. And it, it's, it's certainly nothing wrong with him going there. But when you consider who's throwing him the ball, uh, are you overpaying for Cortland Sutton? Me and Justin had this argument last year. Now it was more in the seventh and eighth round. And I think we were more concerned last year with the quarterback. Really now, I mean, this rookie uh, Drew Locke has shown that he can uh, – can play and Cortland Sutton's shown he can put up numbers no matter who the quarterback is. So uh, I like Cortland Sutton in that situation. I think he's a young, talented receiver that's just going up and his numbers are going to uh, continue kind of on that uh, trajectory up. Cortland Sutton going in the draft in front of T.Y. Hilton. Is that a real thing? Well, how about Allen Robinson going a whole round before? Mm hmm. With with a quarterback situation that that definitely up in the air. I mean, there, there's quite, I mean, DJ Shark in the had a great year last year, but in the fourth round, with with Minshew as the quarterback, I'm I'm not entirely sure that I want him to be my first quarter my my first receiver off the board. Or I think DJ Shark. Buffalo. I mean, Cortland Sutton is a, it's he's had another year to get comfortable in the offense and now work with his younger quarterback, who's also going to be a, a year improved. I think there's a much uh, substantial less risk involved with that pick than there is with some of these other guys. I think Cortland Sutton is is better in the redraft type leagues because I think he's going to give you the consistency. I do like more of a DJ Shark maybe in the uh, draft masters just because he has that ability for the big game and you throw in the fact that Jacksonville is probably going to be behind a lot. He He can put up like last year, coming from behind, putting up big games. Guys, I want to give you some names, and I want to ask you, these guys, or I, I want to make a statement. These guys largely appear to be the same guy to me and in a similar circumstance. So why? Why are they separated so much in the draft? 
Uh, we'll move to uh, the beloved Las Vegas Raiders and take a look at Hunter Renfro in the 11th round. And we move to the Arizona Cardinals in the 27th round for Andy Isabella. Justin, aren't you paying different prices for the same guy? Talent-wise, maybe. I mean, it's all opportunity. I mean, Isabella wasn't on the field as much towards the end of the season as, as the as fantasy owners wanted him to be. And now they've added in Hopkins and Fitzgerald's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Hunter Renfro kind of took off towards the end of the year. And that receiving core is still kind of in flux. Is that true, Fetch? Has Justin I, summarized it perfectly? I agree great, greatly. I'm surprised you picked these two guys the same. I know you're a big Hunter Renfro fan. I think he's kind of earned that slot position, and there's no way Andy Isabella has earned the slot position in uh, Arizona. He's fighting with other guys still to j- just get on the field because their top three is pretty well set with Hopkins, Kirk, and Fitzgerald. So he's just fighting for a – fourth spot on the field and you know we didn't believe this but uh our favorite coach down there with the ladies actually fell in love with the tight end late in the year and actually had a tight end on the field which means fourth receivers not seeing that much action maybe i am still just um uh, overwhelmed with andy isabella from that 88 yard touchdown pass on thursday night when uh, I was there for the game. Maybe it's just a, a live recency bias. That what, I wasn't that over half his fantasy points on that? Oh, it was all of them. No, no, 90%. Much, much <laughs> over half, 90, 90%. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find uh, one, and I think we've already mentioned this player, but I'll throw him out again. Just in the 18th round fetch, you mentioned a steal being Kenny Steele's. Um, Robbie Anderson in the 11th round. Aren't they pretty much the same guy? I, I would actually say Stills is better than Robbie Anderson uh, because Stills has put in time with his quarterback being there uh, a full year last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you have to watch what the NFL market will bear. And Robbie Anderson was out there for a while looking for a deal. Uh, and Nobody jumped on it. He kind of <laughs> fell in the lap of the Carolina Panthers and new quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, uh, where I think he'll do well, but he's still competing with DJ Moore and then Curtis Samuel. And of course, uh, Christian McCaffrey's still going to get his targets. So I, I'm with Fetch on this for the value, especially. I think Kenny Stills is the play. Guys, I'm looking at some of these running backs, uh, and I'm not sure Matt Breida is gone from the 49ers. Is that correct? Um, the, I, I don't. Uh, official yet tevin coleman uh tevin coleman is still a niner is that correct yes and we know raheem mostert is still a niner uh and based on the draft um and mostert is is this about as high as he's gone fetch sixth round i've seen him go in the fifth round so six rounds pretty well yeah fifth six rounds where he's going so based on uh, based on postseason performances and the way he played at the end of the year, are we saying this is Mostert's job, uh, essentially? I don't think so. Um, I think you can get away with picking that him that high in the draft masters because he's going to have some big games and you have the opportunity for other guys to um, kind of fill in if he does have a bad game and you don't have to just have him stuck in your lineup. 
But we saw last year, uh, Kyle Shanahan likes to go with the hot hand. Uh, there's a lot of talent there. McKinnon maybe coming back. I, I've thought Breida's the fastest guy on the team. So it's a revolving door, and I don't think you can guarantee who the starting running back come fantasy playoff time will be in San Francisco. You know, I know that, that everyone might tire of uh, of hearing me talk about it from time to time, and, and we've got to come up with a, with, with more content for our podcast here. But I, I could not help from watching the Eagle uh, New England Super Bowl and watching Brady throwing to Amendola and Hogan and just wondering what that would look like uh, uh, throwing to Evans and to Chris Godwin. So, you know, uh, it just uh, – my imagination uh, can't wait to see what that looks like on the field. Um, Fetch, give me some observations that you want to close us out with tonight. And uh, we'll say uh, job well done, Justin, on a rainy, stormy evening as the lights continue to flicker all around me. And um, so uh, give me anything that you'd like to talk about before we call it a night. The biggest thing is I love seeing the disparity after the first couple rounds um, of where people are going, even after the first round, I, I took a little heat on this podcast for taking Kenyon Drake in the 14th spot. Then uh, our friends at FPI took him with the 13th spot this weekend. There you go. So you I, go. great. There's minds some validation, think alike. baby. Yeah. Great minds. Think alike is what I'm going with there. Farrell. Go get that validation. Justin, anything for you this evening? You know, I haven't heard Fetch mention Sammy Watkins much, and that's uh, yep. he, he did sign, so that's a good uh, a good thing for Sammy. There was worry he was going to get cut, but he uh, he gave I mean a he that salary that. back. He was required to put his signature on a piece of paper, but what what they did was really <laughs> he he likes that Pat Mahomes guy. I think he thinks he's a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, he's probably making a good decision I, there. I would be mad at my agent for not renegotiating. <laughs> After the week one game last year. <laughs> yeah, Justin is uh, certainly uh, never heard the what have you done for me lately uh, uh, lines from uh, <laughs> from agents that don't don't go very well. Well, that's what we've done for you guys lately in the KFFSC. We've got a tournament that we think we can all get excited about being in, excited about playing, and uh, excited about shooting for that top heavy. Uh, $5,000 grand prize. You'll see this announced in MailChimp this week. I hope everybody rushes in to sign up because if we can fill it up with our 96 teams, we'll be able to support those prizes and make it good for everybody. And um, I'm really looking forward to that being a, uh, the draft being a natural catalyst and a very, very exciting event. We'll see where some of these players, these rookie players, that range anywhere from like the eighth round all the way down to the last one in tonight's draft master. We, we can uh, see that deck reshuffled and, um, and, and that draft capital spent uh, for those young players and uh, look forward to managing them throughout the year. Guys, we uh, some of the orphans that we announced uh, have been adopted, but that uh, at live one on uh, Friday night still awaits an owner as well as two other online uh, keeper teams. But I was pleased to see that after five orphans, uh, 40% of them were off the market within the, within the first day. Justin uh, has brought up to me the fact, Fetch, that we should consider 
uh, people that are under the same type of time requirements that he is and might want to be involved and be thinking about a draft, but just don't have the two and a half to three hours to sit down and draft live in any one section of the day. So we're, we are uh, talking with the developers for releasing our first ever series of, uh, of uh, uh, what do you what do you call them, Justin? What do you call those well, drafts? Those, I call them slow drafts. drafts. Slow. Draft. There you go. Slow but that draft. gets confusing because I look at some of my draft boards and I think, well, that was a slow draft. Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> what's your slow draft experience out there? No, I, I have never had a slow draft. I've never been in one. I would get lost and forget I have to pick. Yeah, uh, it's, it's you You it's, are given, I believe, 12 hours to pick. But, yes, you can get lost in those 12 hours, largely on Taylor Boulevard, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> it's a great thing an, to be busy and doing something, and all of a sudden you get a phone notification, you look, and, oh, somebody's taking a pick. And I, I pull out my cheat sheet from my back pocket, I mark that guy off, and then I put it back in, and I, I think about it for a little bit, and it's always in the back of my mind. I'm back to doing what I was doing already. And then eventually it's my turn to pick, and I've been—it's been in the back of my mind. Uh, and it's, it's a great way to draft a team when you're when you're really busy. And you know, we can come on the podcast every week and raise all kinds of hell about who you're gonna pick and who the next pick is. And uh, yeah, it might make for some interesting draft fodder. So we'll probably throw a couple of those out there um, to to take uh, yeah, to take the place of uh, some of our. Uh, uh, some of our draft master uh, experiences that are going on here uh, through now and the end of the month we have the, the uh, run to daylight uh, $5,000 championship guys. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. Some closing thoughts from either one of you. Fetch you go first. I, I mean, I would just like to tell Jim Cole that I've heard that Ohio has a ban for people from Oregon coming. Uh, bothers me that I've heard that he's going to make that. That was supposed to be my one weekend away from Jim Cole that I, I would not have to worry about him. And now because of p- prices of the flights, I, I get another encounter with Jim Cole, I guess. I'm yeah. sure you'll put, put us in the same draft, too. Just Jim's getting a lot of love. And, you know, at the uh, at, in Cincinnati, we have two drafts going simultaneously over three of the four time periods. So Fetch, there's a 50-50 chance on any given draft uh, that you and Jim Cole will uh, do some battle. Justin, what about you, buddy? So I know that they've renamed the uh, the Cincinnati Casino the Hard Rock. We, re- we, we yes, sir. rebranded. Is it tacky to show up to the draft in a Hard Rock t-shirt at the Hard Rock? No, no, no that, Justin. Uh, tackiness is completely uh, is is completely welcome at any time. D- didn't we close down the Hard Rock in Vegas this past time? Fair? We did. We we went over there and closed down the Hard Rock and says so long. The Hard Rock in Vegas is is now the Virgin. We're going to have that conversation as as to how so inappropriate it could be named for it. Uh, we'll have that conversation another day. <laughs> Guys, good night. Thank you for your contribution, and we'll be looking forward to getting back with you sometime right after the Easter weekend. I wish everyone has a, a the best Easter weekend they can, apart from their families and distances. But you always got that phone call, that FaceTime, and there, Justin, you'll have to bring me up on this new thing called Zoom. I hear that's all the deal. 
but uh, we'll have to get uh, we'll have to get that. And maybe do a Zoom draft uh, before this uh, this period is over in our lives. They just reminded me I got to go hide the eggs this weekend. <laughs> Good night, gentlemen. Thank stay you. home, stay safe.